We've been talking about the end times and talking about some uncomfortable things, haven't we? Addressing some difficult issues. How many of you know that the Bible is not always easy to read and to, to live by? But it's necessary. It's necessary. And the Bible says that there are some difficult things coming in this world. And if we are watching, we can see how the world is coming to that place, can't we? If you watch the news, you're able to see how the world is, in a sense, amping up. And it's getting primed for the things of the Word to come true. Some of them have already come true. And so, in our minds, we always think about the end times. Well, that's, that's a long ways away. But according to the signs of the Word of God, it's already here. So we're in the beginning parts of it. All right? In Scripture, there's many, been many things that have been prophesied in the Bible. And so we've been studying in Matthew 24, if you want to turn there with me. <clears throat> My voice may sound a little bit raspy this morning. Matthew 24. Now, last week, we talked about some signs, right? And we also talked about when we travel, there are signs, there are road signs, right? Route signs, you know, the big green ones or whatever that are up above the highways. And you can see where you are on, on your travels, on your trip. And you can see the next exits that are coming up for you to get off of the freeway and get more close to your destination, right? And the Bible is our roadmap, right? And in Psalm 119, it says that thy word is what? A lamp unto my feet. <laughs> God's word is a guide for our lives. And it lights the path ahead. And it keeps us from stumbling, as it were. Amen? Amen? The Word of God is, you know, the, uh, the world today kind of views the Word of God as a, more of a historical book. A book among many books. Right? But when you consider that this book is the Word of the living God. It takes a different place among the other books. Amen? And it rises above all of the other voices. And so we as believers, this book is life. Life. Amen? And so we look to, 
to this book, the Word of God, the truth, to show us how to live. How we are to live. You know, if you, if you think of the Ten Commandments, some of the commandments are commandments that teach us how to live brother to brother and among sister to sister and so on. And some of them teach us how to live for God. Have you noticed that? The difference in the, in the Ten Commandments, right? So the Ten Commandments themselves are a guide, okay, that teach us how to live together in peace and they teach us how to live in obedience to God. Amen? And so this word is the word of truth. And it guides us and it shows us where we are to go. Amen? And so in light of the end times that we are now in, we need a guide. We need a guide. And some of the things that we've been studying here, some of the signs that we've been seeing are no doubt uncomfortable. And you would get this, as you watch the news sometimes, you may get this, uh, my microphone has just fallen off my face today. As you watch the news, some of the things that you see, the riots, the mobs of people and hurling rocks and in the wars, they would unsettle your stomach, right? And they would think, oh my gosh, where is this world going? Am I in danger? Is my family in danger? How do I prepare against this? How do I prepare for these difficult times that the world is experiencing and is going to experience more of? <coughs> and so, as you would Look for signs as you take a trip and you travel on the freeways. We are looking for signs that would tell us what direction to go, tell us where we are maybe on God's timeline. Okay? Does that make sense to you? Okay? And so we are attempting to compile, if you will, a list of signs that we can be looking for. Okay. Now I know that when I travel, I know that I'm going to be looking for a route 91, 81, whatever. Whatever the route is that you're looking for. Okay? And so we're looking for certain signs along the road. We are looking for signs that are listed in the Bible. We're looking for these signs in the world. Right? Okay, so what I want to just do very quickly is to review from Matthew 24 the list of signs that we went over last week. And I'm just going to list them off to you, okay? The first one being deception, okay? And in verse 4, it says, Watch out that no one, what? Deceives you. So the first sign would be deception because many are going to come claiming to be the Christ. Many are going to come claiming, I am the Christ, right? I am the Christ and will deceive many people. And here it is, folks. We don't want to be deceived, 
We don't want to be deceived. The Bible says that it's going to deceive people. It's going to deceive many, right? And we don't want to be deceived. So in order to not be deceived, we have to know what? The truth. We have to know the truth. What's real and what's not real. Okay? So the first sign, deception. The second sign, wars. Are there wars in the world today? Okay? Rumors of wars. We hear rumblings of, of wars. You know, we hear rumblings of World War III and, um, you know, this ISIS thing that's going on and, and all these little battles and wars that are going on in the Middle East right now. Nation versus nation. Nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. Famines. Earthquakes. Persecution. We can see how the stage for persecution is already being set, can't we? Who would have thought 25 years ago, even 10 years ago, that the stage would be set as it is now for the persecution of Christians when our country itself, God bless America, was founded on the truths of the Bible. And now we can't even pray in our schools. God forbid. The general consensus is that we don't need God anymore. We don't need God in our schools anymore. Let me tell you, friends, when you begin to reject God, things go south in a hurry. And that's exactly what's happened. You know, I would hear people complain about the president. Okay? But how did he get there? How did the president get to his position. People elected him. People elected him. So then that makes you take another step back to think if people elected him in there, okay, why would they elect someone in there? Because they believed what he was saying? They believed that he could change things? Right? When you elect somebody, you believe in what they're saying. You're hoping for whatever. Okay? You believe that they're going to be able to do something. Okay? And so the blame then is not so much on the elected official as it kind of sets in our laps. Okay? And so those who are doing the electing and the voting, it makes us wonder where the value system is. Okay? And don't get me wrong. I'm not preaching against the Democrats or the Republicans or this or that. What I'm saying is the value system as it is now is flawed. No longer does the world view God the way that it used to. Okay? The world has said, I can do things my own way. Our values have been corrupted. 
And so the world then begins to reap the consequences of these decisions. Does that make sense to you? Okay. So let's go back to our signs and let's continue. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Persecution, death, hatred of Christians. Many will turn from the faith. Betrayal and hating each other. False prophets will deceive many. Wickedness increases. The love of most will grow cold. That's that's alarming, yes. Well said. It's alarming. The love of most will grow cold. But then it says, He who stands firm till the end will what? Be saved. So in a sense, it's telling us to do what? Hang on. Stand firm. Stand your ground. Make sure that you're grounded on the firm foundation. You know, we talk about uh, the, the, the Scripture that says, it tells a story of, of a man who had built a house on the sand. And we've talked about this before, how, how nice it would be to have this house on the sand. I could live, I could live like that. I mean, have my surfboard outside and, you know, the palm trees and the coconuts and my sandals and I'm loving life right now. <laughs> okay? But there's, that's not the picture that's painted, all right? He, he wanted to live in that kind of place, but when he built his house on the sand, how many of you know when you're standing in the sand and, and the waves come in and then they wash back out? It's when they wash back out that the sand underneath your feet begins to just move and you have to reset yourself or you will fall. Okay? You're off balance. But if, if your feet are firmly founded upon the rock, that firm foundation. It doesn't matter what storms may come in your life. Let the winds blow. Let the storm happen. <laughs> because we're grounded on the rock. The rock is not going to move. That rock does not roll. As were. I love music. I love rock and roll. But my feet are founded on the rock of Jesus Christ. The rock that does not roll. Amen? And so the man that built his house upon the rock, upon that firm foundation when the winds blew and the storms came and the waves crashed against that place. The same kind of waves that made the other house just crumble. This house stood firm. You ever hear the story of the three little pigs? <laughs> right? There you go. Here we go. Um, the gospel will be preached to the whole world. Now we're continuing to compile our list here. The gospel will be preached to the whole world. That's being done right now. The gospel. We just saw a video of pictures in Guatemala where there's over 30 churches where the word of God is being preached, up in the mountains where there's no running water, there's no electricity in places. And, but the word of God is going out and it's being preached. Hallelujah. 
We have brothers and sisters. We have family in Guatemala. We have family in Africa. We have family in India. We have family in Mexico. All these missionaries that we support in this church. The word of God is going out, amen? Let's continue. The abomination that causes desolation spoke of in Daniel 9.27. This, this person that's going to proclaim himself <coughs> as God. Okay? It's set up in the temple. People fleeing for their lives. Great distress unequaled. And then here's another breath of fresh air here. A little bit of a breather after all this heaviness that we're reading here. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. Why will they be shortened? For the sake of the elect, for, for our sakes. Mercy. And again, it says false Christs and prophets will perform great signs and wonders. So not just the Holy Spirit will be performing these great wonders, but also spirits that are not of the Lord. Okay? That is going to be something that is going to really put people over the edge in, as to who they're going to be believing in. Okay? And we need to be really watchful of that. Okay? This false prophet, as it speaks of in Revelation, and we're going to get to that probably maybe next week or the week after, but we're going to be talking about those who are involved in the end times as we study Revelation. And this false prophet is going to have power to deceive many. Okay? We need to be careful that we're not deceived. Many people are going to say, oh my gosh, this is the one we've been waiting for. Look at the power he has. How could it not be? Tell me that. How could this not be the guy when he's doing all these miraculous things? How are we going to know? Because of the truth. Because we've heard it before. If you've heard it before, you're going to be expecting it. You're going to be watching for it. So when it does happen, you're like, oh, you know what? I, I remember that Sunday. I remember in Sunday school. I remember what, I just remember hearing that scripture. I remember hearing that that's going to happen. Amen? So you be aware. Let's continue. Um, so that even the elect would be deceived if that were possible. If it's possible. Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. I hope not, but it's possible. And then a little further, after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall, heavenly bodies will be shaken, and the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. We don't really know what exactly that sign is, but there will be a sign. And there's, remember where it says, as lightning that is visible in the east is also visible in the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Okay? The whole world is going to know it and see it. Now let's pick up in verse 29 here, okay? 
<coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> okay, so immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Verse 30, At that time the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky and all the nations of the earth will mourn. Why do you suppose they will mourn instead of being excited? They are on the wrong side. They have rejected God. And when you reject God, it does not go well. Even in our own lives, when we reject God and we say, maybe we were raised in the church and we believe and yet for a time in our lives we walked away and we rejected God. I'm not believing that anymore. That leads us down a path that does not go well. There's a scripture in the Bible and we've mentioned it here many times. You know, There's a way that seems right to a man, it says in Proverbs. But the end thereof is what? Destruction. We make a mess out of our lives. Let's continue. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, all these what? All these signs, okay? You know that it is near, right at the door. So we're beginning to see these signs. These signs that we're being warned about are coming true. So we know that the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is soon. And there would be people that would put a date on that and say, well, it's going to be in two and a half years. It's going to be five, seven, 20 years. All that does is mislead people. You know, and it does talk about in the Bible about a pregnant woman, how we can know roughly about when a baby is due. Baby's going to be born, your due date, right? But you don't know exactly. You can't say the day, right? You know about and you kind of watch and you, you count it off as best you can. And you're preparing. So you know about the day, the month, maybe even within a few weeks. But you don't know exactly. And so it is with the coming of the Lord. We don't know exactly. We know about when, according to his word, we can watch the signs, but we don't know exactly Either way, our response is the same. Okay? And there are different views about how much of this stuff we as Christians will be experiencing. Some will say, we're not even going to be here, so who cares? Okay? And they can back, back it up biblically. And then there are those who say, we're going to be able to, we're going to be about halfway through, and then we're going to be, God's going to return then. And then there are those who say, we're going to be here for the whole shot. Okay? And then God's going to come back. Well, either way, either way, our response as believers does not change. Okay? Our response 
is to be alert, to be prepared, and to watch. To make sure that we are on whose side? The Lord's side, God's side, absolutely. We want to make sure we're on the right side, right? Hallelujah. Let's continue. I love the Word of God. Don't you? I feel peace when I read the Word of God. Even though we're talking about things that are are difficult, you know, I I feel that peace because I know that God is in control. And God, God loves us. He really, really loves us with a sacrificial love, not holding anything back. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever should believe on him will not perish but have everlasting life. God's desire is for us to be with him always and above everything else. God loves us. Unconditionally, God loves us. I want to go down to verse 36, the day and the hour. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only who? Only the Father. So it's saying here that Jesus, Jesus himself, doesn't even know. Only the Father. Interesting. Now listen to this. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Well, what were the days like in Noah's day? Well, it goes and explains it to us. It says, For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Now listen to this. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. They knew nothing about what would happen. That's not you and me anymore. We have the truth, the Word of God to guide us. Okay? We know. And if we know, we are prepared and we're watching and we're alert. In the days of Noah, it was not that way. Okay? It says, they knew nothing about what would happen. Nothing until the day the flood came and took them all away. But it says, as it was in those days, people are not going to be paying attention. Okay? People are going to be thinking they have all of their lives to live. They're going to be getting married. They're going to be making plans and living their lives without consideration of the end. Of without consideration of who they're putting their trust in. Okay, does that make sense? Okay. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men, and it gives an example, will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill. One will be taken, the other left. You may have heard Larry Norman's song, You've been left behind. You remember that old school song? (coughs) It's saying here that people will be working together, doing whatever it is they're doing. Those who believe will be taken. 
those who have rejected God will be left behind. Maybe you've seen the movie. We don't know exactly what that's going to look like. And, and the movies portray it as there's going to be just a pile of clothes where somebody, a believer was standing and they are gone, baby. You know, we don't really know. The Bible talks about us having new bodies. You know, we don't know exactly what that's going to be like, but it really doesn't matter. All that matters is that we're on the side of the coming Christ. Amen? Therefore, in verse 42, it says, Keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Where am I here? Yeah, you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. And it says, so you also be what? Ready. So you also be ready. Because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. And we're going to end there today. We don't want to be caught unaware, do we? Would you stand with me today? We want to be one on the side of Jesus. We want to stand with Israel. We talked a little bit a few weeks ago about the mark of the beast and how um, the mark is going to be given to all. And without it, you can't buy or sell. We don't want to be taking any marks. Okay? We don't want to be following any antichrists. We want to be on the side of the Son of God, Jesus Christ himself. That is our rock. He is our rock. And it's him whom we're trusting. Amen? Let's close. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. And we just thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that you did not just throw us into this time without any preparation without any warning and so that we would be taken by surprise as those were in the days of Noah, taken away by the flood. But Lord, you have given us your word. You've given us that road map. You've given us signs to follow out of your great love for us, Lord Jesus. And your grace and your mercy. And I pray that as a body of believers, I pray for the churches. I pray for the church of Jesus Christ, the ones that follow you, Lord God. Not by denomination. Not by the name of the church. Not Alabama full gospel, but believers. Believers, all believers, all the saints, all the faithful who follow you. That you would help us, God. Help us to be ready. Help us to watch the signs. And Lord, frankly, some of this stuff we just don't understand. I pray that you would help us to understand. Give us wisdom as your word says, God. Give us wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.